This is Susie Thorpe. Cambridge 105 Radio. Professor Martin Millett, co-author of the study from Cambridge's Faculty of Classics. And it's about a really, well, it's a fantastic ground-penetrating radar with a quad bike that has literally discovered Roman city streets lost for 1,300 years. Are you there, Martin? Hello. Hello. Well, thank you. I can indeed. Thank you so much for having some time with us this morning. It's an extraordinary moment to be able to read that in the paper yesterday in one of the national newspapers about your amazing project. So just a little bit, can just we'll just start off with what the project was all about, Martin. Would you be able to do that for us? Yeah, sure. Well, what we're interested in is how you can map um, buried archaeological remains, particularly very big things like Roman cities, without excavating. And that's a, a sort of target that uh, we've had for a long time. We've tried various techniques in the past. And we've now worked uh, very closely with some Belgian colleagues uh, to do this uh, big survey of Falerinovi. Falerinovi, that's right. That is the actual name of the Roman city that you have discovered. Now, when did this all take place, Martin? <clears throat> Well, the fieldwork was done um, in the summers of 2015, 16, 17, and we've been working on the uh, data we collected ever since. And, of course, this is when you use the GPR, which is the Ground Penetrating Radar. And this actual piece of machinery or tool, I'm sorry if I'm using it in a very, very naive way here, but a tool, how long has this tool been around? Have, is this, is this, was it new to you in 2015 when you started using it? No, the the it's the same radars you use for you know looking for aeroplanes in the sky. So the right. technology has been around for you know half a century. It's been used in archaeology increasingly over the last uh, fifteen or twenty years, um, but it's tr- generally been used on a very small scale, taking. Uh, sort of measurements every 50 centimetres or so um, across an area that you might might be going to dig, so an area the size of your back garden or something, Um, sometimes a bit larger than that. Um, What this uh, application has done is to really scale that up. So instead of using one radar antenna, um, our Belgian colleagues have put together 16 of them uh, on a rig that you can tow, as you say, behind a quad bike, um, I have to say, you tend to go rather slowly rather than fast. <laughs> uh, but what that means is that you can collect uh, the evidence at very high resolution. So we're collecting um, a reading every six and a quarter centimetres across the whole surface of the city. And is this all... Do you Are you able to discover this from a live point of view or do you actually gather your information and then, as you say, then discover it? So do you get rather excited that you are discovering something there now or is it something that really has to wait till you get back to the laboratory? There's there's a bit of delayed gratification in this. Um, (laughs) uh, You can see as you drive up and down the field that you have a computer on the quad bike and you can see that you're collecting information. But the information uh, isn't very understandable. Uh, So what uh, the sort of um, instant hit moment is when the initial processing is done by the computer, which is usually done 
in the evening or a day or so after it's been collected. And uh, when Leaven was out in the field collecting this, most of the time I was in Cambridge and you get an email from him. You click on the email and you go, wow. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's brilliant. So the Valeri Novi, the actual Roman street, why did you pick this particular area to to try and, and find... Well, Falery is a a Roman city that we've known about for a long time. And if you go there, um, the Roman city wall is still there, uh, sort of surrounding fields and a a church, nothing else there. Uh, So it's a good target for um, mapping very Roman town because we know it's there and because there's nothing else in the way uh, to prevent us sort of collecting the data. Uh, the other reason that we focused in on Valerie in particular is that it's a site where 25 years ago we used another method, which is magnetic mapping, uh, very successfully on the site. So from a scientific point of view, having two comparable data sets um, enables us to understand better how uh, the geophysics is working and having that sort of second data set from the GPR really enhances what you could uh, do with the magnetics. And as you say, the, the this particular area was a, an easy pace to access for for this sort of this sort of uh, discovery. Yeah, uh, and uh, we have a collaboration with the Italian authorities and the landowner, so it's relatively straightforward. It's simply a question of waiting until the fields are in the right state and then uh, getting the kit down there and driving up and down the field uh, to collect the data. And is this is this actual discovery, this 1,300-year-old Roman street, is it, I mean, this sounds quite quite a big discovery, Martin, in, in respect of archaeology in general. Well, is it... Um, we knew that there was a city there, but being able to map it in really high-resolution detail is uh, revolutionary, and it changes the way that you can think about dealing with uh, Roman cities in you know, other big uh, cities in the past. Uh, if you think about uh, trying to gather this information by excavation, um, it's taken over 200 years to excavate Pompeii. Uh, so you can't excavate whole Roman cities, it's sort of inconceivable. What you can generally only do is excavate small bits of them. And what this does is to give you the option of having uh, the complete city plan available to you uh, really very quickly and in very high resolution. And from these high resolution images, how how good is it to learn more about history and this particular area, as opposed to, as you say, it's taken 200 years to excavate Pompeii, and you can really get yourself inside and, and really feel it. But what what what's the process of this? How can we really discover even more from just pictures and images? I just say just, this is an amazing piece of image. Well, well we can do it in three dimensions, which is is important. So you can see what where the foundations are, where the floors are, where the walls are, and so forth, and where you've got one building on top of another. You can see how it's together. And uh, one of the next stages of research on this type of data, now we've got such a lot of it, is thinking about how you can uh, give a sort of virtual reality reconstruction of that as it's buried and then project that you know, above the ground surface to 
think about what it would have looked like, what it would have been like to experience uh, sort of walking through the city. Oh, wow. That that sounds amazing. And on your team, Martin, how, how many people are involved in this whole discovery? You know, you say that emails and faxes were given to you. You had that wow moment you got when you were in Cambridge. How many of you are actually working on this? Is there another collaboration with another university? Is that right? Yes, there's University of Ghent are our collaborators. Um, there are two of us in Cambridge and two of us in Ghent. Uh, the guy in Ghent, Levin Verdonk, is the person who's the uh, person who was in the field collecting the stuff. So uh, this is a really small team. It's a, a group of close collaborators who have specialisms in different aspects of the work. Uh, one sort of field person and a quad bike uh, who is out in the field for, it was about uh, two to three months in total um, over the three summers. Oh, wow. I mean, small team, but a huge discovery. Martin, it's incredible. What, what, how, can I just ask you, how did you get into archaeology? What was the, how did you get to be in this position at the moment? I'm, I'm thinking about younger people at the moment in lockdown and sort of surveying sure. what they're going to do next. What was your line of entry? Well, I, I got involved through uh, my local archaeological society when I was at school. So living down in on the Surrey Hampshire border, uh, got involved in uh, digging and analysing things, and thought this great idea. Uh, went on to uh, university to study it, and have been fortunate to uh, pick up an academic job uh, since, and have stayed with it. And and out of interest, all uh, all the archaeological sites all over the world are are we seeing much more? Te- are we seeing technology really really pushing your whole role of discovery? Yeah, um, the technology, both the on the ground stuff like this, and also remote sensing from satellites and so forth, has really revolutionised archaeology in the last decade or so. Uh, so. I, it complements what you do traditionally through digging, but uh, it enables you to collect information at a sort of landscape scale. And if you think about it, uh, in the modern world, we occupy the whole planet and we use the whole of the UK in different ways. Uh, people in the past were the same. So uh, having the ability to map what's going on at the landscape scale rather than just at the settlement scale is really very important. Oh, absolutely. And the project at the moment that you have, well, that's been in the news, what, what's the way forward for this? Where is this going to go for us to really be able to see it ourselves as the, as the public? <laughs> well, we've got um, a lot more work to do on actually going through the detailed plots. And Levin has done the computing so that we've got the, the, the maps to look at. But the maps are very, very uh, detailed. Um, you know, you, you can see something the size of a dinner plate under two metres of soil. Um, so we've got a year or so's more work just going through those images and trying to understand them and pull them together so that we can then write an account that gives a sort of atlas of the town, if you like, explaining what the buildings are, how they were used and how it fits together. And any challenges that you had to, I'm sure there are many challenges actually with this, but any particular comes to mind that you thought, oh, no, we're not going to get this or how are we going to get by this? Not really. The the difficulty with doing this sort of work is you do need good access to the whole site um, and elsewhere we failed to do this because 
you, you can't negotiate access. So we're very fortunate here in our collaboration with the Italian authorities, the Sovereintendenza, who made this possible. And uh, the landowner has been, you know, uh, incredibly helpful too. So it's that combination of the science and the access that's that's the the key. Made thing. it work. Well, I wish you all the best. I'm, I'm hopefully we're all going to be looking forward to the next stage of revealing what you have discovered in the next I don't know couple of years. Would you say for yeah. this? Well, right. thank you so much, Professor Martin Millet. It's been really interesting to talk to you today, Cambridge's Faculty of Classics. This is Susie Thorpe. Cambridge 105 Radio.